Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the OG Sports Podcast. This is Gabriel here with a special guest. That's your cue, man. You got to say something. No, no, it's part of it now. What's going on, guys? You're here with Seamus Byerly live. We're sitting on my couch having a good time talking some baseball today. We need, some, we honestly need some crispy boys. But we hey, could. I mean, I got a couple in the fridge, man. You want me to crack open a couple? Honestly, let's wait till we get the job done. Let, but right, we'll right, celebrate. Right. But obviously, Seamus has been a great listener. He's been one of our best contributors. He's made all the contributions that I could ever hope for in a listener, so thank you so much for joining me today, obviously inviting me into your home. We're going to be talking about, we're going to push back the relievers, because I need some relief after that uh, trade deadline. There were so many moves that were made. We're going to be talking about it, we're going to give our opinions on it, what we think it will do for the tra- for the teams involved, and let's just get into it. Let me see let's here. Let's do it, man. I'm excited to talk some baseball with you. Dude, I I love baseball, man. You already know I do. Yeah. The listeners know I love baseball, so this was this was amazing. This is probably one of the greatest trade deadlines days I've ever seen. It's it was a big buzz today. I'm a little disappointed to see the Padres uh, hold back a little bit, but they you know, definitely sat pat. They sat. I like pat. their team still. I mean, tonight's not going well for them. No, oh, we can talk about tonight another day. I I think they got a chance to make a little bit of a run if they can get something going here. They just gotta let the starting pitchers figure it out. Exactly. I think maybe that's what that signals is letting Snell kind of work his way out of whatever funk he's in. Same with Paddock. But we'll get into that later. First, we gotta talk about the Giants acquiring third baseman slash outfield. He can play pretty much anywhere. Chris Bryant for the from the Cubs for outfielder Alexander Canario and right-handed pitcher Caleb Killian. So obviously two prospects. What do you think of that? I love it for the Giants. They're just on one of their Giants runs, man, where just nothing can go wrong. I'm thinking 2012, 2014, 2016 kind of team where it just all falls together. This guy fits this team perfectly, I think. They've been having some injuries at first and third. Belt Longoria been out. He can fill in there. Their outfield, obviously, is still a little shaky, too. He can fit in that spot. So I just think another bat's always good to have, especially with the Dodgers getting some more pitching. You never have too many good bats in the lineup going into October, so great, great pickup, I would say. Yeah, and I can obviously objectively say that's a match made in heaven. They, that's a great deal for them. They didn't really lose anybody. They kept on to Joey Bart, so that's a great deal. The Cubs, they're just blowing everything up, but we're going to get to so many trades involving them because so many players left. Next, we have the Mets. There's another Cubs player. The Mets acquire shortstop Javier Baez and right-handed pitcher Trevor Williams and Cash from the Cubs for outfielder. I think it's a prospect, Pete Crow Armstrong. What do you think of that one? I think it's a great win for both teams, especially with the Cubs blowing it up. Uh, Armstrong was the first-round draft pick of the Mets this year, so obviously he's got some upside. I think he's a high school guy, outfielder, good guy. Um, Baez is a big winner in this one. He had said he wanted to play with his buddy, getting the chance to do that. I think the Mets can go on a run. Um, I think they're going to win that division. Such a weak division. I, I don't see anyone other than the Braves having a shot to catch them, and they're I think they're about five games up on them right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I really think the Mets are going to take it this year. And when you got Degrom, I mean, you always got a shot for a division series, short game series. Degrom pitching two games. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Man. Essentially two, essentially two wins right there if they can get like two runs on the board. That's what it is, man. He's a guy you don't want to face in the playoffs. So if they can win this division. Whoever they're playing, likely it'll be the uh, the two seeds of the Central, the Brewers looking like. I, that's that'll be a, a pitching. Good series, that'll man. be runs will be very hard to come by. That'll be a good series. I'm excited to see. 
But I think Baez is going to shift back to second base, which he actually did play for those Cubs teams when they won the World Series. They had Addison Russell actually playing short. Oh, Addison Russell, man. That, <laughs> that takes it back. That's a name. <laughs> that's a name. Don't even get into the trade he was involved in for Samarja going to my A's. Oh, oh man. Hey, was, we're not going to bring up those stones, those bad memories. Next, we have the Blue Jays acquiring Jose Barrios from the Twins for shortstop outfielder Austin Martin and right-handed pitcher Simeon Woods Richardson. Now, this one. We said this was the hot take that people said. A lot of people said this is a bad trade. Are you agree with that? I think it's a terrible trade. I think Berrios is just not that good. I believe he's very overrated. Giving up two high-end prospects like that. Uh, Martin, at one point when he was drafted, was the talk of the town at Vanderbilt. Everyone loved this guy. He was amazing. Um, I just think giving up two two of your best prospects for a pitcher who's supposedly good but has never really put it together doesn't make sense. I also don't see this team ready in the two years they're going to have them. They're, they're close. Their hitting is amazing, but there's too many pieces away with the pitching. And I mean, they tried, they went for it this year with these trades, also getting Brad Hand. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. But I just don't see them. They're not winning the division. The Red Sox, the Rays, they're too good. Wild card's such a mix. I, th- I think the A's are going to take it, and whoever doesn't win from... Uh, the Red Sox and Rays will be playing the A's in the wildcard game. They'll probably be at home. I just don't see the Blue Jays coming back this year. Yeah, I'm really... Possibly su- next year. Yeah, next year makes more sense. I'm just really surprised they've been so aggressive considering their position. They they have been in the past. I you know uh, their GM, when the Blue Jays were good, those couple of years in the when they made it to the ALCS, they were very aggressive. Tulo, uh, who else? They got Donaldson, too. You know, they, were, they went for it in those times, so... When they think they have a chance, I do appreciate them going for it, but I just I think they think they're better than they actually are. I think it's the wrong year, honestly. It's I just, think they should let their youngsters hit, play it out, and I think next year is when you really start going after it. Because honestly, the Red Sox, they're like the Giants. They're, the, they're like parallels, the Giants and the Red Sox. Cause they're red, their roster doesn't jump off the chart. Obviously, they have guys like Devers, Bogarts that are very good players, JD too. But nothing screams to me like this should be the best team in the AL yet. No, not at all. Yeah, I, I, I like that comparison a lot. And I know they got Alex Cora back this year. He just seems to really manage that squad differently than anybody else because they really love playing for him. But we'll see. You know, the Red Sox do randomly win those World Series kind of like the Giants did when they won, what was that, 2018 against the Dodgers? Kinda that was the, it, what it astounds me about that, uh, that Red Sox team, getting a little off topic here. They won 108 games. They were, they were a team, man. They were a really good team. Um, I don't think this team's nearly as good, but they they find ways to win games. So that's all that matters is what's on the record books. Yeah, World Series MVP Steve Pierce, by the way, out of baseball the season after. Same with Howie Kendrick from 2019. Just hey, it, <laughs> you have some magic moments in October. Steve was hit. What he had four homers in that World Series, I think. I think he had three bombs, but he had two in Game Four. So the no game five he had two bombs with a clincher, and in game four after Moreland I think tied the game. Yeah, no, he, go ahead. No, actually no, he tied the game after Moreland hit a three run shot, and then he broke it open with a three run double to make I think really? it was five yeah. four, and then it made it eight four in the ninth inning. That's so. going way back. I just remember Machado striking out like a fool to end that game from Chris Sale. <laughs> he made him game. look silly. He looked terrible. That's all I remember about that. Yeah, I remember not liking Machado at all during that series. No, Obviously very different now. He the Dodgers. Now he's kind of toned it down, but 
He was, Machado's Dodger days were brutal, man. Yes, they Glad were. They were slim. Hey, really, like I said, getting off topic here again. Back when he was with the Orioles, they had that weird saga against the A's. Where it was just, oh, he was a yeah. Total ass. yeah he, threw, he threw the bat on a swing at, uh, I believe it was Donaldson. It might have been Lowry. No, I think it was Donaldson. But they went at it, man. He had a problem. No, he got mad when someone tried to tag him because he got injured the year before. Yep. So he claimed that he was like going to hurt himself, but he like threw his helmet down. Yeah, and... he, he, he had some attitude issues that I think he's worked out ever since. I love him on the Padres. But I agree. I think he's shifted his mindset a bit. Exactly. But here we go. Back to the trades we had. The White Sox acquiring right-handed reliever Craig Kimbrell from the Cubs for second base Nick Madrigal and right-handed pitcher Cody Howard. I'm going to say, as much as I think that's a great one-two punch with uh, Liam Hendricks, the Aussie, Nick Madrigal is kind of a steep prize. That's a huge prize. I really liked him. I thought he fit the team beautifully. Just a solid contact guy. He reminds me of Adam Frazier, who the White Sox were going for in trades this year. So to give up that guy in the future for a reliever when you already have a pretty solid bullpen... I don't really like this one for the White Sox, but I could see it, you know, if it pans out in October, that tough bullpen wins you games. If it turns to a ring, well worth it. Of Otherwise, course, we'll look back and be, wow, what a genius decision. I, I think it's a great move for the Cubs. That's what I'll say. I think that's a, a great, great move for them. All right, this is the big one. Obviously, as a Padre fan, this stung for a little bit, but, I mean, looking back, it's, it's different. you got to look at it with a different lens. Dodgers acquire Max Scherzer, the starting pitcher, future Hall of Famer, and criminally underrated all-star finally this year, Trey Turner, from the Nationals for uh, catcher prospect Cabert uh, Ruiz, pitching prospect Josea Gray, Gerardo Carrillo, and Donovan Casey. That is... That's a blockbuster right there. I think it's a... Uh, That's the biggest trade, right? It's, it's a win-win for everybody involved. The Dodgers, obviously, they were the three-headed monster before. The rich get richer. Their, their rotation is just... It's a tough it's one. Filthy. It's filthy. It's have fun. But uh, the Nats, I'm, I'm glad the Nats decided to tear it down. They Their team, you know, they did win in 2019. I think it was just a fluke luck. Just everything was going their way. Kind of how the Giants used to win them back in the day. But I just don't think their team's good. It's old. Um, that division's weak. They're not even hanging there. I just think getting that return of prospects and awesome catching prospects, some solid arms think it's a win-win for both teams where they're at i think the nats made the right move saying screw it yeah they were they had a really bad run going into the all-star break coming out of the all-star break just some crushing walk they got swept by baltimore yeah that's 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 gonna do it tough and i i think uh scherzer himself wanted out and he knows his days are numbered and wants to go chase a ring again and i think i'd like to see you know as much as i hate the dodgers i'm a big scherzer guy so hopefully he can succeed but hopefully not too much because the Padres will be beating them in the NLCS. Oh, that's a... You know what? I'm just going to call that a hot take right now just because after seeing what the today's game, I don't know. I'm the a little Padres worried. The Padres will be winning the wild card game. Wild card game division Against series. the Giants. You hear to hear Dodgers are winning the division. And so, then they'll work their way. All, oh, I guess it would be the NLDS then. Sorry, it won't be the NLCS. Because the Padres will be beating the Dodgers in a five-game series in the NLDS, so not as hot of a take, but that's what's happening. They're winning, they're winning the wild card game against the Giants in San Francisco. Then they're just keeping the momentum rolling, beating the Dodgers. From there, 
they'll beat the Mets Ooh. in the NLCS. What makes it a hot take is you're so confident in this they playoff will be structure. They the Mets in the NLCS. And then, and then from there, we'll see what happens. <laughs> that's when the, the magic ends. That's when the that's, eight ball is oh, over. That's my NL. AL, that, that's a clusterfuck over there. There's so many good teams. It's a toss-up. I would love to see the White Sox in the World Series. I think they're such an interesting team. Obviously, I want the A's to make it. I don't think they have what it takes, but we'll see, man. Anything can happen in baseball. I just hope it's not the Red Sox. I hate those guys. Yeah. A lot of people forget about that uh, 2005 White Sox team. Only lost one game. <laughs> what a dominant postseason that was. They were, that's the only time they've won in a long time, too. But I like the White Sox. I've always kind of liked them. And this, this young team, I know they've had a lot of injuries this year, but I think they're an interesting bunch. So. The only thing I don't, ironically, the only thing I don't like about them is Tony Larusa. I think he's a really. Fuck. I, I kind of like that about that team because it's so. What the hell is going on here? It doesn't make any sense. And he just looks so like lost. Him. But I mean, it could be a balancing hey, agent. I mean, it's working. It seems to be working. So just not for your mean Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you know, he needed to figure it out. I, I like it. It's working well right in, in the south side of Chicago. It's good to see the White Sox doing well for once and the Cubs being on the flip side as opposed to what we've been used to lately. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's an interesting one. The Phillies acquire right-handed pitcher Kyle Gibson. He's a starter. Right-handed reliever Ian Kennedy could be a closer. Who knows? They're both been so bad. And right-handed pitcher Hans Kraus and cash from the Rangers for right-handed pitcher Spencer Howard, Kevin Gowdy, and Joss Gessner. Now... When you hear the names, it sounds great and everything, but what are the Phillies doing? I don't know what they're doing. I think this is kind of a Dombrowski ego thing. The Phillies aren't going anywhere, man. They are a bad baseball team. Their bullpen is a joke. They look like a high school team out there. Hector Neris They especially. are terrible. They just find any way they can to blow the game for the offense. These Phillies aren't making the playoffs. They, If anything, it would have made more sense to blow up the team. I get you spent so much money on Real Muto and Harper, so I do appreciate when you spend the money. It's like you're kind of stuck. Phillies, I'd say, are completely stuck. I see the Phillies not doing anything for a long time. They've committed a lot of money to players. It's not going to work, and they're still going for it. It's not going to work just digging in a deeper hole. I think uh, they should have let Real Muto go and kind of just rebuild around Harper. But I like them trying. It helps the bullpen. Obviously, they're in desperate need of help. Always good to have more arms, but the only team from the East I see having any chance of catching the Mets is the Braves. And the Braves are just a good baseball team. They just know how to win. I like the Braves. I see the Phillies as a, just a bunch of losers. And they're gonna go on a they're gonna go on another slide like they do every year at the end of the season and they'll they're another take for you. Phillies will be less than five hundred. Really? You know, I was going to say, I think they were going to finish 81-81 and 81 like they always really? do. I'm, They've I'm just been the symbol of mediocrity these last few years. Gone are those days when it was Howard, Utley, young Jason Worth, old Raul Ibanez. And that, you want to talk like people say the Dodgers are a dominant team now. The Phillies, dude. Those 06 Phillies. to 2010, those guys were a team. The Phillies used to be such a pain for everyone in the NL. But ever since then, I mean, they haven't done anything. No, it's ever it, it's such a sad sight that Ryan Howard getting injured on that final play when they got yeah. shut out 1-0 by Chris Carpenter by the Cardinals. That was it. That was a 100-win Phillies team that lost to the wild-card Cardinals who would eventually win the World Series. 
and they haven't been to the playoffs since, and they haven't even sniffed it. Yeah, they're they're they have more dark days to come. All I can say. Alrighty then. Next we have oh this is your team here. The Athletics acquire catcher Jan Gomes, second base, but he can pretty much play anywhere. Josh Harrison and Cash from the Nationals for catcher Drew Milas, right-handed pitcher Seth Schumann, and right-handed pitcher Richard Gauch. Now, what do you think about that move? I like that move. I think it's a classic A's deadline move where the A's, you know, we don't make the big splash ever unless they really think they got a shot. But I know they're in the mix. They're playing bad right now, but I know that they're always a second-half team. They're going to turn it on. But you add a perfect player. I think Josh Harrison's a perfect Oakland A. This is personality. The fans are going to love him in Oakland. The way he can move around the diamond. I think he goes on a tear. I think this is a perfect club for him. This is the style of baseball they play. I think he goes on a tear. Jan Gomes, he'll. I don't think he'll play much with Murphy, but I think he's a good add as a mentor, and the A's never have a good second catcher, so it's going to be nice to know we got someone reliable back there. Didn't really give anything up in the deal. Just two good depth pieces. A's doing what they normally do, adding depth. Doesn't seem like it's going to make a big deal, and somehow they they have a run in September because of guys like Josh Harrison. Good business so, is what I say. I like I, I, I think like it's a great deal. move for them. Now here's a here's an interesting one. There's gonna be a lot of interesting ones today because it was just insane. Yankees acquire left hander Andrew Haney and Cash from the Angels for right handed pitcher Jansen Junk and right handed pitcher Elvis Peguero. This trade is junk. It's it's one of those you're trying to just get another arm, but Heaney's a joke. I, he's terrible. Anyone that's from the Angels on the pitching side, particularly starters, stay away. <laughs> I don't know why. They are not good players, man. The Angels, for some reason, are cursed on their pitching. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's just another arm below average to average arm. Here's another pitcher. I think the Yankees are in serious trouble. I know, you know, they kind of threw the lifeline out there with their trades. Try, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I think Yankees do not make the playoffs. I don't think so either, and it's not even that they're a bad team. It's just they've had so many injuries, and the Red Sox and the Rays have been just been yeah, so much better. They're not a bad team. They're not definitely not winning the division, and just the AL right now, I feel, is so much more competitive than the NL. I where agree. There are so many teams in the middle, and I just see the Yankees not. They're gonna win about eighty-five games. Yeah, look, and they get a guy with a lifetime four, five, seven ERA. Yeah, what is that? You're gonna get destroyed in the East. There. You're not helping yourself there. Now the Braves. This is a, one of the very many trades they made to bo- to bolster that outfield. Obviously, with the loss of Ronald Acuna Jr. Hope he get recovers well. But Jorge Soler from the Royals to get right, for right-hander Casey Kalick. I like that trade because that guy can mash. I love this trade. I think the Braves are a team that just they're a great organization. Something's going to click with Soler. I think he's going to go on a tear and get back to those. Those years when uh, 2019 we hit like 50 homers and was just mashing the ball out of Kaufman. I think this is a great pickup for them. I think once Acuna comes back, if he stays on the team next year, he's going to get back to his mashing, and that's going to be a one-two punch. That'll be nasty. Right, two right-handed bombs right there. These guys can hit them as far as anybody too. So they're moonshots, man. Yeah, the AL home run leader in the last real season. That's not too far removed from that. So he can definitely wake he, that bat he up. He can. He for sure can. So the Cardinals acquire left-handed pitcher John Lester from the Nationals for outfielder Lane Thomas. I think this is just, as you were saying earlier, I think off off the podcast, this is just for arms to get through the season. Yeah, I mean, Lester obviously knows how to pitch, being the veteran. 
I think the Cardinals are another team in trouble. They got Arenado. It's clearly not working. The Brewers are dominating that division. And it's kind of a shame because the Cardinals are a team. They're such a class act team. They're always in the mix, so you can never count the Cardinals out. They're kind of like the Braves. They've been stumbling. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got back in the mix. They're just such a good organization. But it's it's just weird not seeing the Cardinals succeed lately. It's very uncharacteristic. I've always I've always said this is me personally. I've always said they're the Yankees of the NL. They've just been always in it. They do good business. They always get the most out of their players, and that's not been the case in recent history. It's what is it? Probably past five years or so, maybe a little bit longer. It just seems they're not having the success that you're used to seeing the Cardinals in the NLCS every year somehow. Well, they're a team too. They kind of reminded me of the Giants in that their regular season play is never that great, but somehow playoffs come and they just dominated for a while yeah but they, it's going away I mean who remembers the Padres way back in the day every year just losing to the oh we're playing the Cardinals in the division series there's a there's a sweep I'm pretty sure they had a year where they were like 83 and 79 and they won the World Series over they the probably Tigers. did man the Cardinals are a team they're a playoff built team tell you that so if they get back in the mix not always watch I'd out always for the be Cardinals careful. I don't see it happening but watch out for the Cardinals if they get in October well, they made another move, another left-hander, J.A. Happ, and Cash from the Twins for right-handed pitcher John Gant and left-handed pitcher Evan Sisk. Another, I think, a very similar move, but J.A. Happ's just been very bad this year. Yeah, it's one of those, I don't know their injury situation right now, but you still got a ton of baseball to play. It's always good to have a couple extra arms, especially the... You know both of those guys, Lester and Hap, can go out there and give you six innings. That's true. Innings eaters. You know, you need it. There's a lot of innings left to play. You get, someone's got to throw them. All right. Here's another thing about the Braves that's good business. So we have a few more trades from them, but here's one that I agree with you that I like a lot. Right-handed pitcher Richard Rodriguez from the Pirates for right-handers uh, Brace Wilson and Ricky DeVito, not Danny DeVito. <laughs> but I... I like this move because obviously he burst on the scene, but relievers are like running backs, very short lifespan. You got to run with a hot hand, and exactly that's a good pickup. I agree. I mean, for the Braves to get back in it, obviously they're going to need their bullpen to be lights out and start hitting homers again. So getting some power bats in the outfield and some solid relievers can't go wrong with those moves. I do think they get back in it. I don't know if they're going to win the division, but I really think they're going to get back in the mix. And speaking of homers, they have a reunion with Adam Duvall, who was pretty good for them when he did play for them, and they got oh, yeah. him back for a San Diego and Alex Jackson. You played against him, didn't I, you? I did, man. This guy from Rancho Brown, High, you'll never see a kid in high school hit the ball like he did. He was just hitting bombs off us. I think one of the years he hit three homers off us. The next year he hit two. He also hit a line drive so hard it probably got about only six feet off the ground, just straight triple right center gap. Thud <laughs> off the wall. This this kid was a stud in high school. He still has a monster bat now. I remember watching in spring training, he had an absolute moonshot for the Braves. Huge power. I think it's a win for both teams. Duvall, another decent bat for the Braves. They're just kind of throwing as many passes as they can out there in the outfield, it seems. But uh, I think good pickup for both involved. Alrighty then. Hopefully he can ex uh, succeed with the Marlins. I'd love to see him get a chance to actually play. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Now, this is an interesting one because obviously it's a good arm, but not playing that great. It's going to be uh, Red Sox acquiring right-handed pitcher Hansel Robles from the Twins for right-hander Alex Scherf. He's, uh, so Robles has had a really bad stretch lately, but he has success in the past. I think, ironically, with... 
the Angels of all people. He had a 2.48 ERA and saved 23 games back in 2019. But you think he can reignite this? You can reunite it. Get you back know, to where he was. Relievers, like we we're saying, is hot hands. So I think this is one of those they're just hoping to change the scenery. That happens, you know. Relievers are so streaky; they only come in for a couple, you know, an inning here or there. So a couple bad outings makes it look a lot worse than it actually is. So if he gets it back on track, you know, it's kind of a buy low. I like it. You know, you're obviously going to need more arms in October, as many as you can put out there. Speaking of arms, Blue Jays acquire right-hander Joaquin Soria from the D-backs for two players to be named later. The biggest winner is Joaquin Soria escaping the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's what it's all about. I would agree on that, man. That team, it's been a rough year for them. Um, another Chula, well, he's a lakeside guy, another San Diego guy who was on their team, Ginkle. My brother played with him over at Southwestern and a couple of my friends, so I was cheering for him this year. But he he uh, eventually got sent down to AAA, so I have not checked into the D-backs at all, but... They're yeah, not worth they checking just, out. <laughs> they just seem to lose every night. It's got to be brutal being on that team. What, they lost 20-something, 20 25 road games in a row or something ridiculous. Until the Padres gifted them a win. But, but yeah, Of they, course it was the Padres that ended the streak. That's so Padres. But, yeah, never changed Padres, but, uh, but yes. I think Joaquin Soria, he's at his end. Oakland squeezed the last little juice out of him. I think this is another move. Blue Jays thinking they're farther ahead than they are. Um, I'm sure they didn't give up much in prospects for him, but who knows? Maybe he gets hot. I don't see it happening. I don't see the Blue Jays finding a way back in. But, hey, good for him. He's not playing in uh, no. Arizona anymore. Crapshoot anymore. I, they'll probably put him in some low leverage uh, innings and see what he's got left in the tank, but very easily could see him getting DFA'd if he's just not giving it up because... It's a I, I could option. too. I really, I really could too. I mean, you know, a lot of teams here. We let's just get a couple arms for the road, see what happens. So, we'll see how he does. This has to be the lull trade of the entire deadline, in my humble opinion. The Braves acquire outfielder Eddie Rosario, who's on the shelf right now with an intercostal strain because I know he hurt his ab, his abdominal muscles like twice this season, and cash from the Indians for the Panda. Pablo Sandoval. What are the Indians doing? The Indians are just taking the biggest L of the trade deadline on this one. They're paying the Braves to get get Rosario. They end up just releasing Panda immediately. They're paying the rest of Rosario's salary. They just gave him away and then some. Now they're paying Panda's salary the rest of the year. (laughs) That's amazing. You know, I was never a big Panda guy because I'm a Giants hater, just to let everyone know, but... I don't know what they're doing. The Indians are a team. I I don't think they know what they're doing. They're in this weird, are we good, are we not good? I, I think the Indians need to tear it down, honestly. I don't, they have no hitting at all. They're, they couldn't hit a water out of a boat, man. Honestly, the only thing they were, the only thing they had going for them was that they had Tito, obviously, and they guys will play hard for Terry Francona, and now with him out, of course, hope he gets all right with his health issues. He stepped down from the team. They've got. They're going nowhere. They should have blown it up. I, I think you know with the new name coming, it's going to be a rebranding opportunity. I think they should start fresh. Yes, wipe the slate clean. I'm very surprised that Jose Ramirez stayed, but I mean, maybe you need to have somebody. Of you course, you got to have somebody, and especially Cleveland loves Jose Ramirez. I just think he would be underappreciated anywhere else. So I, I'm glad he stayed. 
you need someone. I like teams that don't just get rid of all their players. But I think Cleveland is a team that's not going anywhere, and they're on the decline. Look for the White Sox to start dominating that division for the next five years. Yeah, that division is really soft right now because the Royals look cool for like first month and then just <laughs> went on a 10-game losing streak. They've just lost every game since, it seems like. <laughs> but White Sox, it's theirs to take. Twins on a surprise slide. That, that was, was a shocker. To see them fire sell. But uh, we can talk more about their trades when we get to them. This one, I think you didn't like it. I'm starting. The more I think about it, I don't like it either. Padres acquire outfielder Jake Marisnik from the Cubs for right-handed pitcher Anderson Espinosa. I don't think anybody wins. It's one of those. I think the Padres just felt like they had to do something once the Dodgers and Giants made such big splashy moves. But really, I don't. I guess Mateo's off the team now. Like it doesn't. That's the only this, win. This doesn't help anything. They already had too many outfielders. I thought. After they got Frazier, they needed to either get rid of an outfielder or Hosmer. They do neither, so it was already too crowded, and you add another outfielder to an already too crowded mix. So I don't know where this guy plays. I guess he'll be used as the pinch runner defensive replacement, kind of like what Travis Jankowski used to be back in the day on the pods. (laughs) Oh, man. But really, I don't, you know, I think the Cubs obviously don't need him. I think the guy they got has had a ton of bad luck. If you remember, this was from the Drew Pomeranz trade. This guy was a top prospect, 18-year-old kid back at the time. I think he's had two Tommy John surgeries. Has just not played at all. So I'm sure he'll turn out to nothing, in my opinion. So it'll kind of just be a wash trade for both involved. Marisnik will be on the Potters for the rest of the season. Sure, he'll sign elsewhere and move on. Yeah, Espinosa, 23 years old, has not pitched above high A. Man. That's, That's rough. a rough career, man. He was a high-rated prospect, I'll tell you that. He was the centerpiece of the Pomeranz deal. All right, so Phillies reunite with Freddie Galvis, the shortstop, with some cash from the Orioles for right-handed pitcher Tyler Birch. Now, this is another case where the Phillies, I think, as you said earlier, think they're better than they are. I don't. I think this is because they have Ronald Torres playing every day for them. They need an actual... Infielder. Yeah, I think he'll slide into second, and I, you know, they'll keep Gregorius and, and Galvis. I'm a fan of Galvis. I thought he would have been a great pickup for the A's, too. They need some shortstop help. But, you know, it's not a big move, so I'm totally cool with the Phillies doing. These are the kind of moves the Phillies should have done. Nothing, you know, nothing too big, which is, you know, they, they did that with the Rangers. It wasn't a huge move, but I think it helps them out. Obviously, they get better, so... We'll see what happens. All right. The Giants acquire left-handed reliever Tony Watson, who they are familiar with, so it's another reunion, from the Angels for right-handed pitcher Jose Marte, right-handed pitcher Ivan Armstrong, and left-hander Sam Selman. I didn't know they gave up three guys for this left-hander, but I'd always you always want a lefty in the bullpen. You want a trusted lefty, and he was solid for the Giants when he was on their team. Yeah, he was so. their closer. Yeah, I think it's a good reunion. He had something going in San Francisco. I think I really do believe that there are certain teams guys want to play for and that the right fit is so important with players and it's so undervalued in today's game. I think he just fits the Giants' culture. He loves being there. I look for him to just have a strong second, strong half. second half for them. 
Yeah, honestly, I, I remember when Heath Bell said he literally couldn't pitch on a different mound when he was away from Petco. Sometimes guys are like that. It's a it's the intangibles of baseball that people don't understand. It's, it's the people's business. Do people forget, man? It's a people's game. So I think it's just a good fit in San Francisco for him. So I'm glad for him he got to go back. All right. The Brewers acquire a right-hander, John Curtis, from the Marlins for catcher Peyton Henry. And he's been. It seems that he's been effective. I'm looking at the numbers here. 222 is pretty legit. That's that's a pretty good. Uh, that's a solid year. It says he's pitched 65 innings. That's a lot of innings too. Yeah, I mean, solid pitching. What you can't go wrong there. Sounds you know good trade to me. Solid pitching. You can never go wrong. So he seems like he's in that kind of sometimes a starter, long reliever guy. It's always good to have one of those guys. You never know what's going on. Like we said, a lot of innings left to play. So. Never can have too many good arms. Good bulk guy, if you will. Just in case somebody, especially because I know they were easing Freddie Peralta in the last yeah, few starts. You never know. I mean, with so much time off, you never know who's going to get hurt. So you need to have that depth. Great depth add. All right. This is an interesting one, considering what we just talked about the Indians. The Astros acquire right-hander Phil Maton and catcher Yanier Diaz from the Indians for outfielder Miles Straw. Now, Miles Straw was featured on my underappreciated ball players. And it appears that his own team underappreciated him because they just let him go for not that great a reliever. Phil Maton is not that good. I remember his Padre days, man. I hated this player. <laughs> he was so terrible. I know he's turned it around ever since he's went to Cleveland. But uh, I, you know, sounds like the Astros gave up too much for a hot reliever. We'll see how it treats them. The Astros are going to win that division. As much as I'd like to see Oakland come back, I don't see them coming back. They'll be in the wild card game on the road. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think the Indians get another outfielder. Their problem is how many outfielders do they have that can't hit? We'll see this guy is more of a glove guy as far as I know. Well, they just, okay, here's the thing, and I've been obviously paying a little attention to them because of Big Harold. They have Bradley Zimmer, who's essentially the op, they're just a different, different hands. Yep. They're both elite defenders, elite, with no glo- no bat. At least Miles Straw is hitting like twenty points higher, maybe with no pop. <laughs> the Indians, I think they got to get away their outfield philosophy. I don't. They got enough guys that can't hit that can f- glove it. And of course, of course, they're one of their hardest hitting uh, outfielders. Jordan Luplo has been acquired from the Rays, and right-handed pitcher DJ Johnson <laughs> for right-hander Peyton Battenfield. They just continue to surprise me. Jordan Luplo is considered is he's just an absolute monster when he's facing a lefties. He's been incredible. This will be a great pickup for the Rays. This just sounds like a Rays trade to me, where this guy's hitting a clutch home run in the playoffs. Great pickup, mashes lefties. He's gonna he's gonna take some lefties deep in the playoffs. You hear it here. Watch out. Yeah, it's <laughs> this is a very Rays move. And it's going to pay off for them. The Rays, you know, they know what they're doing, man. I'll tell you that. They know how to trade. So here's a few of one of those moves of just adding arms. The Pirates acquire. <laughs> I love it says the Pirates acquire. Pirates acquire infielder, outfielder Michael Chavis from the Red Sox for left-hander Austin Davis. Well, we were just talking about how the Rays are so good at trades. The Pirates are about as opposite as you can get. <laughs> Name a trade the Pirates have won in the past 10 years? I can't think of one, man. They have not done anything. I think the worst trade, like getting off topic real quick, the worst trade I've ever seen, and of course I'm happy about it, Austin Meadows and Tyler Glass now for Chris Archer. Yeah, the Pirates, 
they just, I don't know what, their scouting department, I don't know what it is, but their trades have killed this team. And it's such a shame to see. The Pirates are my third favorite team. I really like the Pirates, but it's been brutal. I mean, they had those runs in 2011, 2012 wild cards, hosted them at home. Yeah, they hosted the wild card game the first two three runs. straight yeah. years. They were a fun team to watch with Russell Martin and McCutcheon. I really like the Pirates. Jay Hay so, was on that team, yeah. too. He was. It's just been rough. They've killed their own team with trades, man. Just not getting anything back in return in these trades of all their good players. So it just shows you sometimes blowing it up doesn't work. You have to be smart about blowing it up. You do, because it did not work for the Pirates. They get an outfielder. I'm sure he's the Red Sox not doing anything. He'll continue to not do anything on the Pirates. Very uh, Will Middlebrooks to me. That's what he seems like. You see here, 18 home runs as a rookie, but he hasn't done anything since. Man, Will Middlebrooks. Remember when the Padres went in all in on That's a perfect example of just, hey, I remember we got Will Myers. We got... Uh, Justin Upton, who underperformed massively yes. with us. And then Camp. we got Will Middlebrooks. I'm yeah. like, we got everybody. That was A.J. Preller in his golden days, just getting anybody he can get his hands on. Craig Kimbrell had his worst season ever with the Padres. Of course, they all had their worst seasons with the Padres. <laughs> Typical. But, yeah, good to have a left-hander for the Red Sox. Brewers get a left-hander. Daniel Norris for right-hander Reese Olsen. Norris has been really bad this season, but... Hey, you need an arm. Yeah, he's on the Tigers, too. Change of scenery. Sometimes jolts a guy. I could see him playing well there. Phillies acquired, there's another example, left-hander Braden Ogle from the Pirates for catcher Abraham Gutierrez. Phillies, I mean, they need bullpen help, but they're not going anywhere, like we already said. Exactly. All right. Rays acquire right-hander Sean Armstrong from the Orioles for cast considerations. <sighs> This is a very raised move. He may be, he may seem terrible, but I know for a fact he's gonna somehow do well with the Rays. Yeah, it's, it's a, I agree. It's a raised move. The Rays see things that others don't. Is all I can say. They 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 saw something in Calvin Hilltop alum. They really did, man. It's it's. I was so glad that he got a trade because he really needed a change of scenery from Minnesota. Pitched in double-A for the Rays for about a week, and he's now called up to triple-A, man. He's coming. So he's coming. I might be getting on the plane to Tampa soon. Going to the Trop. Hopefully, man. That would be pretty awesome. Shout-out, Cal. He's got some nasty stuff, man. This guy's almost broken my thumb a few times every offseason. I catch his bullpens. And <laughs> Dangerous. It's good, it's good to see a team really appreciate him and give him an opportunity up in triple-A. So we'll see. You know, Obviously, I follow him, so... More to come on Calvin Fauché. Absolutely. Hopefully I could see him this year in September call-up. I could see him in the postseason. I, I, maybe, man. Who knows? Hot, hey, there Ryan was some Weathers hot takes. for the Padres last year in the postseason. So, hot take right here. Calvin Fauché will be closing out a game. I don't know when. I'm thinking ALCS. ALCS. Game I mean, four. Like David Price did to game send him four, to the World Series. Calvin Fauché. I won't be sending him to the World Series, but he will. He'll get a win in the ALCS. You heard it here. All righty then. I like that hot take though, because I'm fully in support. All right, Padres. This is a good move from the Padres, acquiring right-hander Daniel Hudson from the Nationals for right-hander Mason Thompson and shortstop Jordy Barley. I'm a little sad about Mason Thompson leaving, but Daniel Hudson's a stud. I do like yeah, him in the back a of the stud, pen. man. I liked all three. Well, the Padres made four moves at the deadline. Three of them were. All, Perfect moves. 
Love the additions. Other than Marisnik, the Padres nailed the deadline. I really would have liked to see them get a starter, but I like what they did. Also, too, where they're at, I don't see the Padres winning the division. Like I said, they're winning the wild card game against the Giants. They're going to be the second wild card team. They're pretty much locked in. So, yeah, but buckle up for a one game playoff. You need bullpen arms like Daniel Hudson locking down games in the ninth inning. Eighth, he probably pitched the eighth. We'll see. We got Melanson in the ninth. Um, I think Pagan needs to slide down. He's not a good and higher leverage situation. He's been known to give up the. Uh, long ball at bad times so I think he'll slide down to like a 6th inning guy 6th, 7th we'll slide in Daniel Hudson in the 8th maybe he'll close out sometimes I like Pomeranz so you got Pomeranz you got Hudson you got Melanson that's a solid 3 back and then Strom will come back and that'll be a nice left hander just to mix it up a little bit I think and we're going to talk about we're gonna, you hear this phrase all the time a very raised move when they got Margot for Pagan Pagan saved. He was a, he was money in 2019 for the Rays, but I think they recognize he throws too straight. He throws a straight fastball and he gets beat on it anytime it's right down the middle. Yeah, he's, and I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Pagan. Duel, just put it out there. I think he's overrated. Um, he's a vulture. He's four and but he really shouldn't be four and He's given up a lot of timely homers. He's a you know he's obviously he's a good player, but I think he slides down more into a sixth, seventh inning role guy. All right, I love this trade. I think you were going to love it too. Red Sox acquiring Kyle Schwarber from the Nationals for right-hander Aldo Ramirez. Now, Schwarber was... I've never seen anyone hit as well as he did. He was mashing before he got baseballs. Hurt. It was amazing to see. I just love people that just hit the shit out of the ball. <laughs> and that's what he is. I love this move. He can go oppo. So I see him hitting a ton of doubles off that green monster. I think this is a great fit for this team. Um, they don't have a potent lineup, solid lineup. It gets better with Kyle Schwarber on the team. So better team gets even better. I think the Red Sox are continue to roll. Yeah, I mean, this is just, this blows my mind, obviously, for us listeners. 16 home runs in 18 games before he got hurt. What? He was just hitting balls out of any ballpark. Well, see, he likes to pull, too. So, you know, you got the little pesky pull over there action. Maybe he can hit a couple extras out. I just think he'll keep raking. I agree. He's he, such a good hitter. I think he had a couple bad years in Chicago. But, I mean, who remembers 20, 2016 Kyle Schwarber just getting drafted, raking in the World Series? Yeah, he was their hero back then. He also, I think another thing is a little underrated. He cut a lot of weight in the offseason. He he's did. looking a lot more spry out there. Not a great outfielder, but... I think first base would probably be a good idea for him. I, I mean, yeah, the Red Sox need first base help. Bobby Dahlback is not the answer, I can tell you that. So I think if they slide him in at first, I'm all about it. Let's do it. All right, here's the Yankees making really good moves, in my opinion. Yankees acquire Anthony Rizzo from the Cubs for right-handers Alexander Vizcaino and an outfielder Kevin Alcantara. Wow, that's, that's a shocker in the sense that I thought he'd be a Cub for life. But. I am very disappointed he's not a Cub for life. But, uh, I mean, remember Rizzo on the Padres, so I guess he wasn't going to be a Cub for for life, per se. But they gave him a home and really let him believe. They let him change his stance to those low hands. If you remember on the Padres, they didn't let him do that. No, and that he was a mistake. He had those high hands, and uh, it just wasn't working out. So he found himself in Chicago. I know he's bummed. I'm bummed for Chicago that he's leaving. 
But I think this is an, a perfect ballpark for him. He likes to pull the ball short porch. He's going to hit a couple extra homers. I mean, he launched one today. I think, I think he goes off in New York. Yeah, he had a second decker today. It was pretty, pretty impressive to see in Marlins Park, which is pretty big for the yeah, East Park. For the AL, for the NL. I guess excuse while me. we're on Rizzo, we might as well touch Gallo too. I uh, not as excited I am for the Yankees to get Rizzo as Gallo. I think Gallo's pretty overrated. He's the hype man because he can mash the ball like no one's ever seen. But the amount of strikeouts, I don't think the the way he hits the ball, Yankees short porch in right field isn't really going to help him. He does have an amazing glove, and he's got a can for an arm, so he's a great player, but I think he's overrated. Well, I just don't know what... Because so, what is Judge going to do? Move to center? Are you going to move Gallo center? I think that makes no sense what they're doing, but we'll see. They just they're, have a giant kind of outfield. Team. They're kind of like the Padres, too many outfielders. They need to move a guy, but they've been right-handed dominant for so long. It's good to see the Yankees getting some power lefties because that was what those Yankee teams from 2008, 2009... Normal Yankee teams are built on lefty sluggers, so I don't know why they went away from that. That's their bread and butter. It's nice to see them get two sluggers from the left side. Yeah, it's a, it's a simple formula. I remember back in 2012, obviously, I'm a little biased toward Raul Ibanez, one of my favorite players ever, but 40-year-old Ibanez hitting 19 bombs for them, just easy, because it's a short porch. You just grab you just a lefty. First, get a lefty, tell him pull me harder. And go after some balls, man. <laughs> there you go. That's what they need to get back to. I think the Yankees are they're trying to play a new wave of baseball, it seems, and they have not had success in recent years. No, they have not. Now, this is a move, a very sneaky move that it will really pay off for the Dodgers. They acquired left-hander Danny Duffy, who is often injured, but he has got some nasty stuff and cash considerations from the Royals for a player to be named later. So... This is gonna. I know this is a sneaky move that's gonna work out. A lot of the times, the Dodgers used to be that dumb front office that was like, just get the big names. But Andrew Friedman does, does he does his research. I like Duffy. I think they're gonna use him out of the bullpen, and he's gonna shove. Yeah, he's gonna be nasty in October. Just wait for that. Now the Mariners confuse me. That we're gonna talk about the. We might as well talk it now. They took uh, their closer who had a what .84 ERA. He was actually gonna be. He is still going to be on our underappreciated relievers list uh, this next week, but they took their closer, traded him to the Houston Astros, a rival that they had just beat for Abraham Toro, who is not really shut. He did hit four home runs in four games, but, I mean, what are you doing? I do not get this move. The Mariners are a team. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Their GM likes to just make a ton of moves. They've been in the mix. Are you trying to win or you're not? It's what I'm saying. If I'm a Mariners player, I'm pissed. Yeah, they're Schrodinger's cat. They're always just like, what are we doing here? It's You just traded your best reliever. You traded the hot hand. This guy's a hot. I take him as a hot hand, personally. I see this is just kind of his magical year. He might have one more good year, but he's he's never been good in his career, and I don't see him sticking in this relief role and being dominant. He's just on a streak, so I don't get why you get rid of him. Yeah, it seems like he was doing really well there. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe this is a Trojan horse. But then they go out and acquire right-hander Diego Castillo from the Rays for right-hander JT Chargua and third baseman Austin Shanton. Now, Chargua is one of those other guys that was doing really well for that Mariners bullpen. And you get Castillo, and I'm just, you always got to beware when you trade with the Rays. The only trade I've ever seen them lose is Jake Cronenworth, and that's because they had no idea. I just don't get... 
the Mariners' bullpen has been working. Why are you mixing it up? The bullpen is a reason why they're in the mix as a surprise team. So I think these moves come back and haunt them. Look for a Mariners team to slide off towards the end of the season, missing the playoffs. They just want to keep that streak going. 2001, last time they made the playoffs. I really, I can't believe I predicted them to keep going, and they've just made these moves that just make my prediction look foolish now. Yeah, they, I don't know what they're doing. We'll see, though. Maybe, you know. A lot of baseball left. A lot but... of baseball to be played. I could see them getting in the mix and staying, but I could also see them go on a big slide, which is what I'm predicting. There you have it. Now, the White Sox, earlier than the deadline, they actually acquired Ryan Tapera, the MVP. Remember, what is it, one MVP vote, I think, that one year? Ryan Tapera from the Cubs for left-hander Bailey Horn. He's been solid. He's been solid for a few years now. It's always good to have solid relief health. White Sox bullpen's nasty. Gets better. Can't get playing. <laughs> I mean, they have they locked at Lance Lynn earlier. Obviously, that's not a trade, but it's a, a nice extension for him. They have they have just been able to shorten a game now. You can have Tapera, Kimbrel, and then Hendricks. That's your starter on this to go six innings. That's you know anytime you can shorten the game's a good thing. Good arms in the back. Watch out in October. Yeah, they are deadly since they have zero opposition from that uh, division. I yeah, think they're, they're nine games. Roll, they're gonna roll that division. It's gonna grow. I think they're gonna win the season by fifteen games. Uh, honestly. Hot take, I think it's going to be 20. 20, okay. Because I, I think they just beat the Indians again today I, <laughs> to I make it nine. The Indians number. I think I think the Indians slide. I, you know, we know where everyone else is at, but the dog days of August and September are coming for the AL Central other than the White Sox. <laughs> exactly. I think every team is just going to feast on them. You're going to see some very top-heavy records in the AL East and the AL West. Now we have the Blue Jays, like we mentioned earlier, they acquired... Left-hander Brad Hand, a former Padre from the Nationals for catcher Riley Adams. I believe that's another San Diegan, right? He is, yeah. He went to uh, Canyon Crest High. So shout-out Riley Adams. Got to shout-out San Diegans. Hand has been a little on a bad streak, but, I mean, he's got a pretty good track record. Sold reliever. Um, if this is a rental, I think this is a terrible move. I think, again, the Blue Jays are similar to the Phillies where they think they're better than they are. They're not making the playoffs this year. Too many obstacles. Red Sox and Rays are too good. Yankees, you're going to have to keep playing more games against them. They're going to be a sore in your thumb. They're not doing it. So they can make any trades they want. I don't get why they're trading such good future pieces away for something they're not, you know, they're going to make playoffs. But we'll see. Maybe their bats will shut me up. Yeah, they they, they have the opportunity. That, like I said, love I love the trade deadline is just this is it and it's so early in the year and when i say early of course it's because it used to be august 31st it's yeah weird I, I really i really like that they did this as well and it's this is it man no august no verlander going to the astros in august <laughs> that Rangers. was ridiculous this is it you better decide now you got two months left you pick now so F blue jays phillies you're going for it I like it, but I don't I think do. it's the right idea. I do like it. I don't think it's going to pan out for them, but I really appreciate teams going for it as opposed to all these teams selling off. It makes the games more interesting when there's more teams going for it. Rockies going for it. Just kidding. They're just acquiring right-hander Ashton Goodell from the Reds for cash considerations. 
That's not much to say about no. that. Just some arms. It's Rockies are one of those. They're in a weird spot. They're bad. They held their players. They held on to Trevor Story. Yeah, we can talk about that. Whoa. They had to have found... I thought they would find a suitor. He's I'm leaving. I'm sure they had one, but... I think they said, screw it, man. This season's a wash. We're so far away. Let's keep Story. I like it. I like when teams keep their players. Trevor Story's their guy. I think they feel regret with Arenado getting him basically pushed out of there and not wanting to be there. So they're saying, screw it. We're keeping our guys. I respect it. John Gray stayed too. Herman Marquez stayed. Keeping their pitchers. Daniel Bard, one of my favorite stories. Still on the team. I, I respect them for keeping their players. There you go. They got respect, but they definitely aren't going anywhere in the standings. That's they, all right. They're not, yeah, they're hey, they're killing the Padres the right now. So who Rockies knows? Rockies going nowhere anytime soon. Yeah. Now, this is another Indians one that's just a head-scratcher. White Sox acquire second baseman Cesar Hernandez from the Indians for left-hander Connor Pilkington. I hate, I, I despise when teams trade within the division. I don't know why you would give a piece to somebody like that. Like, I understand Hernandez is on a one-year deal. You give him away to somebody. But to your own like, rival? What think, are you doing? I think it's the Indians knowing... They don't got a shot. That division's over with. So at this point, what does it matter? It's a one-year rental, half a season. There you go. I think Cover I for mean, uh, Nick Madrigal. I think it's you can clearly tell Indians know it's over. Yes. They, may, they may be somewhat near the White Sox. They know it's done. Well, and the thing is, Hernandez had a very strange year. Obviously, I've been paying attention to him. He has hit 18 home runs. It's already a career best, but he's sacrificing it for average. Like, he's a career, like, 290 hitter. He's hitting 230 this year. Oh, my. So he just completely gave in to launch angle. I've never seen a player do I've seen players do it, but very surprised to see a player like him do it. We'll see how it pans out. Okay, I love this trade. Brewers acquiring switch hitting infielder Eduardo Escobar. He homered today, by the way, in his first game as a Brewer from the D-backs for the infielder outfielder. Cooper Hummel, and infielder Alberto Ciprian. Now, first of all, win for Ed, Eduardo Escobar. He gets to play on a contender again. He gets to be free of whatever BS that was with the Diamondbacks. And it really helps the Brewers. I think it does. It's a great fit for the Brewers. I think the Brewers are just a scrappy baseball team. You gotta like the Brewers. They're always in the mix. Just a fun team. It's been a bummer not seeing Yelich back to what he once was. But, I mean, Escobar, he's had a couple of seasons with the Dimex. He had 35 homers. Yeah. This guy can hit. So it's always good to add a hitter to your team. He'll probably slide into second, play some shortstop. Hell, he'll probably even play some third base, depending. Well, I think – well, the thing is, they didn't expect, for example, Rowdy Teles to hit so well recently. He's been he on has, the race and stretch. with him. And then Willie Adamas. That's just a change of scenery that just blew up. That's obviously well before the trade deadline, but – he has become an I like that move amazing hitter. I, I really like that. I think he's going to stay at the shortstop. They, the Padres have traded Urias there. I think Urias is a major bust. I thought that the whole time he was on the Padres. Never was going to be a good player. He's too small. I like the Padres got rid of him. I think Urias is out the door and Milwaukee. Adamas takes the spot. Well, they, what they've been doing right now is I think, obviously not this game because Escobar immediately into third base, but I think they have... Colton Wong's had a good season at second base. That was a good move in the offseason. And you immediately take Urias out because he's had some moments. But when I first heard that a scout said he's like Marcus Scudero, 
I love me some Marco Scudero. Good A. Had some amazing moments with the Marco Giants. Marco Scudero, man. Yeah, on the Giants. That's where he really made his career. But yeah. Nobody should pay like, wow, he's going to become Marco Scudero. <laughs> no, it's not That's a problem. That's not what a comp you want. I would agree. That's not a good comp. It's no no disrespect to Marcus Marco Scudero. He was a great player. But he was that you just fill in kind of guy. Yeah, he stepped up. He's the step up guy with the clutch hit here and there. He's not, he's not the all star. He's not what you're looking for in a comp. I would say, and I think Urias. I just don't, don't think he'll be successful in baseball. Well, I think the other problem was where they said he couldn't catch up to a fastball. He's he he's gonna have a short career. Let's just say that. All right, another move involving your A's a little bit earlier than the deadline. Starling Marte for. Jesus Lazardo, as my friends say, Jesus Lizard. What do you think of that move? I think it's a win-win move for both teams. It's a bummer seeing Lazardo go, but he's had a uh, brutal, brutal year. I think it's somewhat of a he needs a change in scenery. Mm-hmm. He he's been terrible this year to the point where they had to send him down AAA. But I mean, last year he looked amazing in the playoffs. Marte, underappreciated player. He's a stud. Got a weird stance, flips the bat, but this guy can hit, man. He hit on the Pirates. He's hitting on the Marlins. The A's needed outfield help. Their outfield has been brutal. Yes. Great, great pickup. Got it, had to give up a lot, but I think it's going to work out. Yeah, Seth Brown and Prescotti are literally hitting around the Mendoza line. And Marte, hey, fun fact, homer on the first pitch of his MLB career. You got to love that. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. There you go. Got some random baseball information for you. And then the Astros made another move. They actually had right-hander Yimmy Garcia from the Marlins for right-hander Austin Pruitt, former Ray, and Brian De La Cruz. I like this move because Yimmy Garcia has had a really good year so far. And Austin Pruitt, way to get rid of him because he has just not panned out for any team he's played for. That's how it works out for some guys. But I would agree. I think Yimmy's a good player. He's on that closer S type vibe. Plug him in the seventh inning for the Astros. They just keep getting better. The only team that can actually hit for average, and they are now they better hit pitching. Anything, man, they hit. Their team is very good. I will <laughs> tell you that. Watch out for the Astros in the playoffs. I like, can see them going all the way. Like I'll tell you right now, I'm going to an Astros Padre game, and I will dress up as a, a trash can. No, no, even better. So I actually got this idea from Natalia. I'm going to be the trash man, Danny DeVito from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Right on, man. That's good. That would be I, great. Because I feel like if they give me, a, if I come with a trash can, some like usher is going to be an asshole and be like, no, you can't do that here. Probably. So, they're probably going to ruin your fun. But now everyone won't know, dude. The singlet, it'll just be for those who've actually watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia. All I'm saying is the best costume to wear to a baseball game is a hot dog costume, man. I am, t- I am talking to the hot dog, man. <laughs> And you were featured on television. I was, man. That was 2015, right after I graduated high school. (laughs) I just remember the foul ball. I caught a foul ball from Scott Casimir. This thing was a bullet. I was sitting third third base line. Just hits a bullet right at me and my buddy Mikey. I brought my glove to the game. Got always bring the glove. Got on TV. I had a. You can look it up. It's in the archives somewhere. But hot dog costume and an A's foam cowboy hat. <laughs> it's a beautiful sight. It was a great catch. Everyone was giving me high fives. Got on Twitter and all that good stuff. And the next inning, Sogard hits a two-run single to take the lead in the top of the eighth, and they win the game. So great game. Probably the, my favorite baseball game I've ever been to. There you go. That's a beautiful memory. 
All right, here. We got the Reds acquiring right-hander Michael Givens. That's funny how he spells his name. It's M-Y-C-H-A-L. Michael Givens from the Rockies to for right-hander Case Williams and Noah Davis. That's a good move for the Reds, honestly. They need some relief help. And Michael Givens has a weird delivery. I think that'll help them a lot. I think a lot. the Reds' problem is division's gone. Reds aren't making the playoffs. I like the gesture to try and win. They got a pretty solid team. They'll probably be either the first or second team out of the wild card. I think the NL is already locked up, honestly, which is it's going to be boring the rest of the way I see. Other than the Dodgers taking over the Giants, which we'll see. But I think Padres, Giants, Dodgers, they're in. Brewers are in, and the Mets are in. Yeah, the only the only division that's worth like paying attention to is definitely the West, of course, where those positions are going to be. They'll be and moving. Then they'll be yeah. They'll they'll definitely switch around. They're going to play each other a lot. Padres actually have the easiest schedule in the second half, but it clearly doesn't matter because they're getting destroyed by an easy team right now. They're seven. If, if they lose today, which they most likely will. Seven and seven against the Rockies. That's not going to cut it. That's not going to get it done, man. That's why they're in third place. I can tell you that. Yeah. At the end of the season, they're probably going to be around five games out. Now look at that. Who you know that that was the difference right there. I'll tell you that. So here's the Mariners making weird treats. So the Phillies actually had a deal for Tyler Anderson. This is the left-hander from the Pirates for Carter, and uh, it actually fell through through to due to medical reasons. From one of the prospects. So the Mariners end up swiping him up for catcher Carter Bins and right-hander Joaquin Tejeda. That is, um, that's interesting. He's a back-of-the-end, he's a back-of-the-rotation guy, but gives him some innings, I guess. Gives him innings. I think the Mariners are kind of where they know, I think they know where they're at. That's why I think they did some of these deals where they know they're they're not going to win the World Series this year. They're on the cusp. Maybe they sneak. I don't see them sneaking. I think it'll be Red Sox A's at Fenway Park for the wild card game. Damn, okay. So the Rays are saying the Rays are going to take the division. I, As my second team, I do hope they do. <laughs> I think they will. I think they will. Did beat them tonight. Great day. Yanni Diaz, he's been hot. He's been the hottest hitter on the Rays. Of course, Austin Meadows is very solid, but... Yanni Diaz is the man to look out for. Plus, a great name. Who doesn't love a man named Yandi? That's that's a good point there. That's a, there you go. <laughs> Anyways, we got the Reds acquiring Luis Sessa and left-hander Justin Wilson from the Yankees for a player to be named later. I don't really care about Sessa. I mean, he's having a good year this year. But ironically, I do like Justin Wilson a lot more. He's struggled this season, but I do like the left-hander. I, I, I shout out the Reds for trying to win and get better. I appreciate it. I don't see you doing anything, but prove me wrong. The funny thing is, they actually had, obviously, Votto. We have to shout him out. Seven games in a row with a home run. They've had a great stretch. He's such a good player, and I just really appreciate him staying on the Reds with that big deal. I hope he finishes his career there. One of the last guys, I think. statue in Cincinnati. One of those last guys that's going to probably stay with his team. I do hope. I I appreciate it, man, because he's on some bad Reds teams and he stuck through it and I just think he's one of my favorite players great player yeah he's he is a great player very borderline Hall of Fame honestly if he keeps it up though he could make it easily uh, he's gonna be at the edge but I don't think he makes it he's close so I, I think you have an argument alright I think we touched a little bit on the Astros trade with Kendall Graham and that was just a wash 
They got Joe Smith, I guess, for the Mariners. Joe Smith, I always love a submariner, three-quarters guy. But... I think he's been terrible this year, though. <laughs> Let's see. I think you're right. Joe Smith. Actually, no, he's not terrible. He's just injured. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Brilliant. You, being injured is better than being terrible. I'll give you that. I think he's actually been bad and injured. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Double combo. whammy. There you go. Enough said about that. Another team, another trade for your A's. Left-hander Andrew Chafin from the Cubs for outfielder Greg Dishman and Daniel Palencia. That's a great move. I do agree. I think this is kind of like when the A's got Jake Diekman a couple years ago. Diekman's good. He, he Lefty, nasty relievers, man. Like Doolittle, too. They come in there, do their thing. I, I just like the A's doing what they do normally at a deadline, getting depth, getting bullpen. Usually it pans out for them, and they go on second-half runs with good trades. So look for this guy to keep shoving. And he just looks like an A with that mustache. Yeah, that is... He fits the A's, and I think... A little bit of Raleigh fingers, maybe? (laughs) The A's in particular are a team you have to have the right personality to be on. So a lot of guys come to the A's and thrive, and then when they leave... Not the same vibe. They're not the same, because it's such a different environment. And there's also plenty of guys... I'm thinking, for example, Matt Holliday, John Lester, that they just go there and stink it up, and they just hate life being there. It's it's a lot different than any other team, I'll tell you that. The Oakland Coliseum, for the players at least. It's got to be a good attitude. marriage. Yeah, it's got to be, A's got to be a marriage. The fans are amazing there. The facility, not so much. No, but that's that. I think that sums it up perfectly, though. If you look at it, at the facility, then you're going to hate life there. But if you look at the fans, then you're going to love life I there. think it's just a person. It's a personality. The A's are a scrappy team, so if you kind of have that underdog scrappy mentality, you will love it there. We'll see how things work out, but I think a lot of guys that go there step up their game while they're there. They get the most out of their players. They're similar to the Rays. They haven't had as much success as the Rays. All right, we got Yankees acquiring right-hander Clay Holmes from the Pirates for infielder Diego Castillo and Hoy Park. That's just a depth move. Enough said about that. Not really much to talk Nothing about. Nothing to talk about, I would agree. This is a good one for the Padres. Of course, it's a little bit later. Obviously, we've already seen him play a few games, but it's uh, Adam Frazier, the All-Star, and Cash from the Pirates for Tucapita Marcano, Jack Sawinski, and Michelle Milano. Miliano. I do like this move a ton because, I mean... When you get the leading hits guy, I think there's a glue that the lineup needed. Because I, there's times where the Padres cannot hit. I love this move for the Padres. This guy is arguably the best hitter in the league. I mean, he had the most hits. Fair argument there. Position-wise, not a fit. They'll have to figure it out. I think they should have traded an outfielder or Hosmer. I was I hoping know. Hosmer. I hate that bum. I, that was one of your submitted questions on the on the podcast, and it's funny because I he hit really well in that national series, and then it just went back to regression to he's, the mean. He they overpaid for him. I've hated him the whole time he's been here. Whatever you want to say about Hosmer, he's not a good player. He's a clubhouse guy, whatever. But he's if these Padres are going to win a World Series, Hosmer will not be on the team. Shout out that for sure. But yeah, they didn't really give up much in prospects either. I thought uh, they had that that shortstop on the team for a while this year. He didn't do anything. I think it's a great move. I would love them to get rid of Hosmer, throw Cronenworth over at first, Frazier as our second base with. 
let this team be nasty. The Padres are good, man. They're good. If they can get some more innings out of their starters, Padres are legit. I'll tell you that. All right, so we're just going to cover a few more trades, and then we'll wrap it up here. So we'll, I'll just do this in the order of operations just because I think it's so funny. So the Rays acquire Nelson Cruz, and we talked about it. Shout out to Calvin Poche for the Twins for Joe Ryan and Drew Strawman. You never see the Rays make this kind of move, but it's the perfect move. I think it is. Nelson Cruz is badass, man. Boomstick, baby. That guy, for some reason, just cannot stop hitting. He's old. 41. He just mashes, dude. This guy knows how to hit a baseball, I'll tell you that. I think the A's should have got him. I'm disappointed they didn't go for him. He's what they needed. But the Rays equally needed him. So shout out the Rays for going for a player you need. He's worth it, I'll tell you that. And the interesting is, right after, the day after... They traded Rich Hill to the Mets for right-handed pitcher Tommy Hunter and then Matt Dyer, the catcher. To me, this is another 41-year-old that was pitching really well, but at the same time, I think this is a Trojan horse move right here. I would agree. I think Rich Hill is kind of one of those guys. You got what you could out of him. I expect a decline. The Rays obviously are seeing something there, and that's why they got rid of him. Yeah, exactly. I, they wouldn't just do this for no reason. They're not the Mariners that would just offload him for nothing. I think he's on a decline. I mean, he's 41. Yeah, there's nothing after this season. It's just Something's a one-year. up with Rich Hill is all I'll say. Now, of course, this is a minor move, but to a Padre fan, this is not minor. The Dodgers acquiring Billy McKinney from the Mets for Carlos Rincon, the outfielder, and Cash for somehow... Billy McKinney has managed to play on the Brewers, play on the Mets, and now he's with the Dodgers. Mind you, he's played the Padres in every series that the Brewers and Mets played us. So some, And he's homered in each one of those series. I was at one of the Brewers games he homered at. That was so. the Joe Musgrove game, wasn't it? I think he had 13 Ks in that game, and then somehow... Somehow they lost. Well, I think it was because they were facing Corbin Burns, and he was I on think, that 46 Ks, no yeah, he walks. he was. I think they lost 6 nothing. Yeah, they just opened up at the end, but... Yeah, that's a scary move just because he's been able to hurt us and nobody else. He'll he'll find a way to hit a couple more homers against the Padres. You heard it here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm frightened by that move. So I think we're just going to cover one last move for the day, and that was the other move that happened a while ago. Jock Peterson from the Cubs for Bryce Ball. This was just this was like a, a knee-jerk reaction to Ronald Acuna tearing his ACL. What do you think of Jock Peterson? Because he had, he's had a very strange... Uh, career trajectory he came up I remember he was mashing him his first year then he won the home run derby obviously the home run derby isn't always the reason why players fall off but he just fell off and he's always been a homer or nothing guy since I think he was a homer or nothing guy the whole time (laughs) and he finally just people started learning how to pitch to him I like him as a player because I like the mashers so I like Jock Peterson I think the Braves are just going to plug and play in the outfield and play the hot hand. We'll see. You know, it's a rental. I thought he played well in the Cubs. He was serviceable. I I think Jock Peterson's a solid player, and I think he'll continue to be a solid player. So wherever he goes next after Atlanta, I don't think he's going to stay. I think it's a rental. He'll go somewhere else, and I think he'll continue to be a solid, average MLB outfielder. It's pretty pretty accurate career assessment. So, I think we heard it. We have, I think we agree with you with the NL. It's going to be Mets winning that division. Brewers, obviously going to win that division pretty handedly. And then you have, so you said the Dodgers are going to win the NL West. 
I think they're going to get a big jump. I mean, Trey Turner, as we talked about already, way underrated. That team is stacked. Pitching is amazing. Lineup stack. I think the Giants slide a little bit. I think. Well, they, they haven't hit a rough those, patch yet they're, at all. They're they're uh, they're due. Their team is not that good. <laughs> they have Tyro Estrada hitting three seventeen for them. They're not as good as their record. They're due for a slide, and I think the Dodgers just catch up with them. Well, it's funny. This is obviously a little nitpicky, but I've seen some other games where obviously this is still good. Like you want to win games. It doesn't matter how. There's times where they'll win six nothing with a three run homer and a three run double, or they'll win three run homer, three run homer. Just getting those runs score like big chunks out of like very few little very little offense. Like it's good. I mean they're killing teams sometimes, but it's like damn one pitch them differently. Those games are very different. That's the beauty of baseball. Exactly. Say that is a six nothing game was the only difference was two pitches. Yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable. But hey. I think, yeah, like I said, I think the Giants are due for a slide. So I think they're going to have second place under control. Padres, I don't see them coming out, unfortunately. But I do see them winning the wild card game. Hey, hot take for me, I see them hosting the wild card game. I think Petco goes nuts for a wild card game. I would love to see Petco Park with a wild card game. They would absolutely go bananas. I think oh, that they would, would easily win it. I think the Padres would be... In a lot better shape for a home pottery game, especially if it was against LA. I think you know what they that are, would be. That's my, that's going to be my there. prediction. As much as I think the Giants are due, like you said, I think they're going to somehow hold on. I think they're going to win the West by like a game. The Padres will be just behind them, but it's wow. not. Like, but I think it's going to be a situation where they never really had a chance. It's kind of like in that final week where the Giants are already tuning up. They already know. It's going to be the Padres leapfrogging the Dodgers. They're going to host them. Really? And it'll be probably Darvish versus Bueller. I would start Bueller, wow. honestly. Well, not Scherzer. You trade for Scherzer, and you're not going to start him in the wild card game. I wouldn't. Personally, Scherzer's been getting roped by the Padres. He has. That is a good point. And if, and if Man. hey, a hot take. If Max Scherzer starts the wild card game against the Padres, I'm taking Hosmer. I'm telling him, go home. Daniel Camarena is going to play at first base. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. That is an extremely hot That's take. like next to the sun. <laughs> My, that is a terrible take right there. Horrific. Absolutely. That, that is something else. Shambolic. But. All right. Let's change the subject. Let's look at the AL. So White Sox are obviously winning that division. There's no question. There's nothing like smart about it. it they're winning the division. The NL West, I think it's obviously going to be the Astros winning the division. A's will be the, right there, though. A very competitive team. It's not like they're just going to be out of it. They're still going to fight, but I do think the Astros are just that much better. Now the AL. I'm going to go with the Rays winning. I think you said the Rays are going to win that division. I would agree with you. I think the Rays are going to go on a run right now. There's just something about the Rays. I think the Red Sox, too, like the Giants, are due due for they haven't had any any slipbacks this year no like no losing streaks of any kind nothing i think they're due for something coming up and the rays are going to get hot rays are going to beat them by two games the red sox will lose to the a's in the wild card game at fenway at fenway they will lose Damn. the a's are going to tr- turn something around every year they seem to lose games like that they're due they're going to win they'll play the rays and we'll see what happens. Not going to lie, I do remember. I remember that wild card game in 2019, obviously painful, but 
I remember when Yandy hit that first home run off Shamanai. I was like, this game's this over. over. Yep. <laughs> and he did it again in the same spot. This game's over, dude. Avi hit a home run. Tommy Pham hit a home run. I, they made Oko look small. They, I was, I was living in Oakland at uh, Castro Valley at the time, but I had a, I had a class unfortunately during the, uh, I had a test that day actually, so I could not go to the game. One of my biggest regrets when I was living up there, but yeah, brutal time up there. Brutal, but brutal, hey, different brutal. year, different season. They're due. They're due for something, man. I don't. They're due for something. I'll tell you that. But um, and another thing, really quickly, just want to touch on Wander Franco. Obviously, one of the biggest prospects out there, hitting only two twenty, hitting three ten from the right side, which was projected to be his weaker side, hitting one thirty as a lefty. So something's. It's obviously going to turn that around. All but this is very funny. Is baseball's a magical game. Yep. You heard it here, short sample, he'll figure it out. Oh, he will. Stud. Oh, he totally will. He's, he looks like a major leaguer. He looks great out there, so I'm not worried about him at all. Who knows? He'll probably get some crazy walk-off moment in the postseason. Probably. Knowing the Rays, probably. All right, well, this has been the OG Sports Podcast. Special thanks to Seamus here for allowing me to uh, invade his home and uh, have him talk for about an hour plus. But, I mean, we both love baseball, and... You got anything else to say to our viewers? You know, just thanks for having me. This has been a lot of fun. This is the first time I've ever been on a podcast, really, and really enjoyed my time talking about these trades. Like you said, you heard it here. White Sox in the World Series against the Padres. Hot take! Hot take. Padres will be meeting the Mets and beating them in the NLCS. The White Sox will be beating the A's. Damn, all righty then. You heard it here. I'll take it here. Take it to the house. The White Sox will be beating the Padres in the World Series. Bet on the White Sox. I don't even know what their odds are. Boob's not here today. I'll have to ask him on Monday. But thank you. This has been the OG Sports Podcast. Signing off.